Uh, I've titled today's talk, Honor. We live in such a honor and shame culture. When, when we look at our country today, um, the, the people we usually uh, respect and the, the people we usually look up to, uh, we go to sort of any extent uh, to ignore even their imperfections and flaws and, and really hold high regard and honor them and even worship them to some extent. Um, and the people we usually not uh, so fond of people we usually don't look up to we 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 don't even think twice before going to any extent to shame them and tarnish uh, their image and we've seen that happen a lot if you see the news today um, it it is a picture of that the media has engaged in shaming people a lot more instead of actually focusing on the news that our nation should actually know Sadly, the TRPs and the YouTube views for these channels are actually really high. Uh, that actually shows us that as people, we are publicly very invested in this honor and shame culture. Um, they, they are in fact showing us what the nation actually wants to know because we are so invested in this honor and shame culture. People are publicly shamed on social media. I'm sure all of us are aware of uh, trolls and trolling and we've, we've, we've enjoyed trolling and seeing people get trolled. And we know of troll armies that exist today too. They can make or break any celebrity today. How do we deal with our need to be honored and recognized living in a culture like this? How do we deal um, with, how do we handle dishonor? What does the Bible say about honor? We'll be talking a little about that from a very, very interesting story in the Bible. It's from the book of Esther. Um, it's a book from the Old Testament, the part of the Bible uh, before Jesus came on earth. Uh, allow me to set a little context, even if this is your first time in a church kind of setting and you've never read this story before. Trust me, this story gets really interesting. It's, it's, it's got some insane plot twists that will really uh, capture your attention. Allow me to just set a little context before um, I request Sudhir to sort of read the passage that we're going to be looking at. The context is this, God's chosen nation, Israel, uh, through whom he wanted to bring Jesus into this uh, earth. It was at this particular time, it was an exile in the Persian kingdom. Uh, it was under the rule of King Xerxes. And um, in a very interesting turn of events, uh, a Jew called Esther gets selected as the king's bride, as the queen. Uh, she has no parents, so her uncle Mordecai was her guardian. So they do not reveal to anyone that Esther is a Jew because they were exiles in this place. Um, and they do not reveal to anyone that Mordecai is her uncle. So Mordecai actually begins spending all his time at the king's gate, at the palace gate as a Jew to make sure Esther, uh, his niece, is doing okay. The king also, during this time, makes a guy called Haman his second in command. Now, Mordecai, Esther's uncle, and Haman really begin to hate each other. And, and things take some interesting turns, and we'll look into that passage. Uh, if I can just request Sudhir to read the passage out for us, please. It'll come up on the screen. 
I'll be reading from the book of Esther, chapter three, verses one to six, and chapter six, verses one to nine. After these events, King Xerxes honored Haman, son of Hammedatha, the Agagite, elevating him and giving him a seat of honor higher than that of all the other nobles. All the royal officials at the king's gate knelt down and paid honor to Haman. for the king had commanded this concerning him but mordecai would not kneel down or pray or pay him honor when haman saw that mordecai would not kneel down or pay him honor he was enraged yet having learned who mordecai's people were he scorned the idea of killing only mordecai instead haman looked for a way to destroy all mordecai's people the jews throughout the whole kingdom of xerxes that night the king could not sleep so he ordered the book of the chronicles the record of his reign to be brought in and read to him it was found recorded there that mordecai had exposed bithana and teresh two of the king's officers who guarded the doorway who had conspired to assassinate king xerxes what honor and recognition has mordecai received for this the king asked nothing has been done for him his attendants answered the king said who is in the court now haman had just entered the outer court of the palace to speak to the king about impaling mordecai on the pole he had set up for him his attendants answered haman is standing in the court bring him in the court the king ordered when haman entered the king asked him what should be done for the man the king delights to honor now haman thought to himself who is there that the king would rather honor than me so he answered the king for the man the king delights to honor have them bring a royal robe the king has worn and a horse the king has ridden one with a royal crest placed on its head then let the robe and horse be entrusted to one of the king's most noble princes let them robe the man the king delights to honor and lead him on the horse through the city streets proclaiming before him this is what is done for the man the king delights to honor this is god's word amen uh, thanks sudhir uh, for reading allow me to just pray um Holy Spirit, even as we look to your word, uh, your word is life, and um, I know that there are many people on this call today. Each of us in different journeys. Uh, those of us uh, who who probably don't yet believe, those of us who are probably uh, indifferent, uh, and those of us uh, who are here to hear from you, you can speak to all of us, and you do speak to all of us. So, would you make this passage relevant to our hearts? Uh, may every word that comes out of my mouth uh, be yours. May me may I not do any talking uh, from my own flesh. Uh, I want. Want to submit to what you have to say uh, to us as a community today. In your name, we pray, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Um, 
the the three things that we're going to be looking at this morning uh, is first we're going to be looking at our need for honor our own need for honor the second thing we're going to be looking at is our struggle with dishonor and the third thing that we're going to be looking at is the king who delights to honor our need for honor our struggle with dishonor and the king who delights to honor let's dive straight in our need for honor now haman was honored by the king himself he was honored higher than all the officials he was second only to the king he enjoyed all the privileges of this honor yet the lack of honor of a mere exiled jew really messed with him he couldn't stand it all the honor that he usually receives and he is used to faded to nothing when he came in contact with mordecai who would refuse to bow to him in fact in one such occasion uh, haman uh, haman tells his wife uh, after enjoying this beautiful feast that, with the king and uh, esther the queen he comes and says all of this doesn't give me any satisfaction as long as i see that jew mordecai sitting at the king's gate can we relate to this at work we all have that one person or more who is constantly disapproving uh unappreciative and needlessly critical of our work and just the thought of them irritates us even though everyone else is really appreciative they love our work this one person is enough to negate all the positive affirmations we receive i was re- recently watching an interview of virat kohli um he was doing this interview co- called the breakfast with champions with uh, gaurav kapoor and uh, if you know anything about cricket we know that this guy is the big thing right now he's probably the most consistent batsman and is considered the greatest by many renowned cricketers as well he was talking about this one season in his life when he was so caught up and obsessed with what critics were saying of him and he mentioned that there's always this one guy who always writes negative stuff about him it's all, it's as though he's always waiting for him to fail and after a point apparently without him knowing subconsciously he would go out to the field to perform and impress this one guy and prove him wrong and he spoke about how it disturbed him and his his uh, now wife anushka had to literally tell him don't read the comments you are here to post about your life you are here on social media to post about your life just do that and don't worry about what people are talking about you even the most successful cricketer arguably in in every way struggled with this and you know it's not just uh, his story many celebs uh, people who have made it uh, really high in life really struggle with this so it's not just us so it's not that once we become more successful we'll actually stop caring about the negative voices we are never going to be comfortable and accept the hashtag haters gonna hate and move on with life it will always bother us why do we struggle with this let's dig deeper into our second point our struggle with dishonor why do we struggle with dishonor 
For that, we need to see the difference between how we naturally in in our culture understand honor and what the Bible says about honor. Let me break it down. I want to submit that as a culture, we have diluted the meaning of honor to mere fame and recognition. When the Bible uses the word honor, the meaning is much more deeper than that. The word honor is derived from a Hebrew word called kabod, which literally means to give weight to someone. It is a part, it's not just external appreciation and recognition. It involves giving internal substance, adding internal substance. Now, imagine uh, going to a dietitian uh, for people like me. I am underweight. And imagine I go to the dietitian and the dietitian, I say, help me grow in my weight. What if the dietitian tells me uh, the most terrible advice she can give me is wear more denim. They're more heavier. Uh, I think that will help. Probably grow your hair longer. Uh, it'll add some weight to you. No, right? That's not what the dietitian's got to tell me. It's, she's going to give me some proper diet to give me some internal substance. Now, this is how the gospel gives us honor. It not only calls us sons and daughters, but works on the inside of us, giving us the substance of what it means to become sons and daughters and coheres with Christ. Gospel honor is not just about external praise, but about adding internal substance. But on the other hand, fame and recognition is merely external and all about how people recognize us, how they appreciate us and how they celebrate us. Question. If we put honor and fame next to each other, what is it that we find ourselves really working for? If I have to be honest, till about very late in this sermon prep, while I was looking at this word honor, I was subconsciously looking for fame and external recognition. That revealed my own heart condition that I deserve, I desire this external recognition and fame much more than growing in internal substance. Now, Haman also struggled with that in the passage. Let's look at this. When the king asks him what should be done for the man the king delights to honor, look at what his idea of honor is. Firstly, he asks for the king's robe. Then he asks for the king's horse and he doesn't stop there. He says, let them robe the man the king delights to honor and lead him on the horse through the city streets, proclaiming before him, this is what is done for the man the king delights to honor. He says he should be led on a procession in the city, showing everyone, hey, look to this guy. This is the king's man. This is the guy the king delights to honor. Look up to him. What is Haman actually asking? He is craving for external recognition and fame. Mordecai's disapproval and dishonor of him is probably revealing to him that there are more people out there who don't think high of him and praise him. And that is probably really bothering him. Now, aren't we like him? Aren't we like Haman? Imagine you've got a really high promotion at work. But your boss says, due to some office politics, for one year, it's going to be a secret. 
uh, you'll enjoy all the benefits, but for one year, you can't tell anyone about it. Uh, you'll still be viewed as an executive, not a manager, even though you are a manager, you'll still be uh, viewed as a assistant or an executive. Will we be okay with that? I'm guessing not because our hearts are craving for external recognition and praise. This is what we indeed want much more than internal substance. And, and that, is, that is my heart's posture. We take a good desire for honor and try to fulfill it with the praise of humans. That didn't end well with Haman. His thirst for people's praise paved his path to the pole on which he perished. When Esther finally uncovers Haman's evil plan, the same king who bestowed him with honor in double quotes takes away all the honor and impales him on the same pole on which Mordecai was to be impaled. Friends, mere fame and human recognition may actually lead us onto a path of destruction. Let me give you my own example. You know when it is the hardest for me to look at my own sinfulness? It is when I'm enjoying a good ministry high after a, a really good sermon, after a really good worship session and people are all praised and they're saying they're blessed, they're blessed. And, and in that moment, if someone comes and points out my flaws, oh gosh, it's so hard to take. Can you relate to this? When you're enjoying a good work success and everyone's recognizing you, they're praising you and someone comes and points out your flaws, you come back home and probably uh, your children and your wife uh, say, hey, you didn't do this, you didn't do that. That's, that's going to be the hardest moment for us to, to even look at our sinfulness. Our mere craving for fame and recognition may lead us onto the path of our own destruction because our sin goes unchecked. On the other hand, the honor that the gospel brings takes a rather painful route because it's working on the inside. It's giving us substance on the inside, wrestling with our sinfulness and making us into the likeness of Jesus. And it hurts. Let's be honest. It hurts. The struggle is real, friends, but how can we really long for this gospel honor instead of mere world fame and man's praise? The answer is in looking at the very king who delights to honor. Let's look at the king who delights to honor. Into this world of praise and glory-hungry sinners, the Savior King decides to be born in a, in a foul-smelling, insignificant manger meant for animals. He grew up in a carpenter's home. He lived a perfect and sinless life, but he was never hungry for people's praise or fame. He, in fact, took a whole lot of criticism and hatred from the reputed of his day. Many hated him because he was coming in the way of their glory and their honor. 
even when he performed these supernatural miracles and that drew crowds to him he in fact often tried to escape these crowds and go away and spend time in solitude with his father may request uh, those of us who are not yet muted mute please he often tried to escape these crowds away from people's praise and run away from fame and spend time in solitude with his father he lived to honor and work for the glory of only his father even if it meant that people around him would hate him in a conversation with a religious leader of his day who hated uh, who who struggled with jesus he replied if i glorify myself my glory means nothing my father whom you claim as god is the one who glorifies me now in this story haman thought who else is there for the king to honor apart from me but boy was he wrong the king was looking to honor mordecai but unlike him jesus was the only man who lived a 100% blameless honorable life but unlike haman who wanted to take the lives of people for the sake of his own praise and honor jesus chose to lay down his perfect and honorable life and take on our sin and shame the only man who ever deserved all praise and honor without exception was spat upon he was slapped across his face he was stripped naked mocked beaten and his head was crushed with thorns big fat nails were driven through his palms and feet Haman demanded an honorable procession in the city Jesus was led in a humiliating procession out of the city where he was crucified and died a criminal's death God the father punished him in our place all the times we longed and worked for people's praise and fame and and did all kinds of dishonorable things to get that was put on Jesus and he was punished in our place so that we can be given the honor of being sons and daughters of God Here's the thing gospel honor unlike human praise is not shallow it doesn't come one day and can be removed another day like human fame works we see that very well happening in the present day gospel honor is not unaware of our sinfulness it doesn't ignore it when we look at the cross it is a reminder to us that god knows how incredibly messed up and sinful we are that it took the very son of god to come and die for us he even knows about the sins that we ourselves don't know but at the same time the cross is also a reminder that this king delights in us so much that he chose to take your sinfulness upon and mine upon himself 
he 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 chose to be shamed he chose to be mocked he chose to be broken and murdered on that criminal's cross so that we enjoy this real honor of being god's own children now here's the thing when we look at this king and how our need for honor is so undeservingly met in him it heals our heart it heals our sinful need for people's praise and fame which is here today and gone tomorrow gospel honor is not just a one time declaration that we are sons and daughters of god but it involves a lifelong committed transformation into the very likeness of the son of god and this is why only the honor that we get from the gospel can truly satisfy us so followers of jesus how do we develop this this culture of gospel honor this counter culture of gospel honor in the present uh, fake culture instead of instead of a shallow feel good people praising culture yes we must celebrate our goodness yes we must uh, celebrate what is good about each other each other's gifts but showing gospel honor means sometimes calling people out on their sinfulness of course in grace and love we will be dishonoring the person when we can see their sinfulness and ignore it it also works the other way when people call us out on our sinfulness as hard as it is we need to be humble and receive it as honor they are honoring us in doing so since haman didn't have anyone to to do that to him he finally ends up being impaled on that pole when people call us out on our sinfulness in love friends they are actually showing us how gospel honor works if you are not a follower of jesus this morning i'm sure this talk um, has has made some sense to your heart the the fame and recognition that we are so looking for today uh, it can it can probably satisfy in the moment but we've seen em- empty number of examples of how many celebrities who enjoyed all the fame felt so empty inside because the internal substance wasn't there only in jesus who knows us who knows our who knows us at our worst even probably more than we do of ourselves only in this jesus is our need for real honor met because he not only knows but he died for those imperfections so you and i can be called the sons of god would you like to put your faith in this jesus allow me to just close us in prayer and then i'll hand it over to anand for the time of communion jesus i repent i repent in this very moment i find myself wanting people's praise more than the honor that i've received from the gospel 
the honor that uh, you give me that i am your child in this moment my heart is longing for human approval and praise much more holy spirit would you train my heart would you train my heart would you wean it off my need for people's praise and approval mere fame and recognition which will lead me on my path to destruction but really enjoy and rest in the honor that i have in the gospel i pray for this for those of us uh, who are not yet followers of jesus this morning would you honor them would you would you uh, would you show them uh, that only in jesus our need for honor is met and would you move their hearts to worship jesus this morning we worship you jesus you alone are deserving of all glory and all our worship in your name we pray jesus amen